2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed
1: every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.
3: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, 8.56 now, four minutes until nine o'clock. Coming up uh, this hour, late uh, the last segment of this hour at 9.50, Laura Vandervoort will be with us. Uh, Talking about black bags Now on Google Play and Amazon Prime A seemingly chance encounter between two women on a bus trip With identical black suitcases Sets off a dangerous game of cat and mouse That's all I'll tell you for now But she'll be a hell of a guest I I, I would think so anyway, right? Yeah I would believe so Uh, Yeah, Laura will be with us at about 9.50 With us right now, Tevin Pittman Coming up in just a couple of minutes, of course Score North's Judge Zolgad Got a lot to talk about So, Pittmental, what's up?
4: You know, the sun is out, Tom. It feels great outside. I'm in a very good mood. <laughs> His it is guns like, are out, too. It is wedding season, entertainment season, so my calendar is filling up with Boogie's life. is just great right now. I'm going to take my dog to the lake after this. Like The worst thing that happened recently is the
3: Wolves' performance last night. But other than that, that everything horrendous. is horrendous. You are correct. That was horrendous. Why can't the Wolves play basketball, Tevin? What the hell? It, How many years have it been, like 30? And it was three quarters of... <sighs> solid
4: basketball like nobody really missing Gobert and uh McDaniels nobody really expected them to i think hang with the Lakers and then they come out on fire hitting all these threes and the fourth quarter just absolute meltdown in typical yep. Minnesota fashion and it just blows my mind that they lost a 15-point lead.
2: I think people are also forgetting we basically gave the farm away to get Rudy Gobert. Yes. We gave away half that team, a bunch of draft picks, and now this guy comes and he starts throwing punches at teammates and that, <laughs> we're right back in the crapper again.
4: Yeah, no, it, uh less than ideal watching the Wolves. And now I'm sure we'll either find a way to – pull it together and win to get into the playoffs, just to get blown out, or we'll lay a complete egg. I'm not sure which. I think I'd rather just have them miss the playoffs at this point. Save us all the trouble.
3: You know, Tevin, when I was a little boy, the Minneapolis Lakers, but I was a very, very young kid, so I don't remember them at all being in town. But then I became, because of Kevin McHale, I became a huge Celtics fan. Larry Bird was there. Robert Parrish was there. You get on a list of great players. So I was a huge Celtics fan for years and years and years, watching them win title after title. Then what year was it, 86, 87, when the Timberwolves came along? Something like that? Is that right? I, I've, it
4: was
2: before my time, but I would, that sounds about right. I, I thought it was a little later, like 90, 90, 91. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay,
3: yeah. Probably. I don't even remember. Yeah, you're probably right. That would make more sense. <laughs> but I was very fired up because, uh, you know, they had a brand new stadium, got a brand new team in town. Arvin Marv hated my guts, so, you know, it was nice to go and annoy them at their games. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Fun across the board. But I just, they just cannot win. And then all of a sudden, I, I don't know. Why can't they ever, they cannot ever win. They never, ever win. Why? I don't know. It's like they have the
4: players to do it. Like yeah. Cat played amazing last night, was hitting threes. He was attacking the rim. Anthony Edwards, I mean, didn't have his best game by any stretch of the imagination, which was a little disappointing. But they have, you know, the core in place to do it. Conley was a great veteran point guard, you know, had I think like twenty three points, but yeah, they just can't put it all together, which is frustrating. It's a lot of self inflicted injuries, especially yeah. obviously the punches here at the end of the season.
3: Well, I remember, it, but was it about six months ago when you punched me on a, one of the podcasts? You remember know, that?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking shit, Tom, and you know that's <laughs> just <laughs> that's just
3: what it like is. Yeah, all the way from Minnesota, I was able to hit you. It was amazing. Uh, is Judd ready to go? Yes. He is excellent. Scornoros, Judd Zolgad, Tevin Pittman in studio. Judd, what do you think? Tevin and I, Rudy and Brittany, have been talking about the uh, the Timberwolves. They just can't ever seem to get it together. What is the problem here? Um, this is possibly the most dysfunctional
5: franchise in major professional sports. Yeah, I mean I that's agree. the only thing I can say, right? Like you think about it and. They have had one run of playoff appearances. That was when uh, your guy, I guess, uh, Tom Garnett, was here. They have won. They went uh, to the Western Conference Finals that one year, and other than that, I mean, this franchise, it's just unbelievable.
3: Kevin, what do you think?
4: Yeah, and I mean, after KG, there was the Jimmy Butler years with uh, Thibodeau, but that was also tumultuous and very controversial like that team didn't necessarily gel together so it's not like they've ever put a string of seasons where you have hope is always like well maybe we can make it to the playoffs that's like always the ceiling I feel like for this team so Tom what why did Marvin Harv hate you that, that interests me
5: more than last night's loss. I heard you say that. Hold on a second. The original owners of the Timberwolves hated your guts. You can't just drop that and then walk away from it. What happened?
3: Uh, because I went on the air on the highest rated morning show in America and said, that team sucks and they got no chance. They didn't care for that, apparently. But it was true. They had no chance. They were terrible.
4: Did they reach out to you personally and express this hatred, or were you just like banned from the stadium?
3: Uh, it got very personal, as a matter of fact. Because I used to go and play basketball at the JCC over in St. Louis Park. Gelfand's the one. And what I love the most, Gelfand invites me to come over to the uh, Jewish Community Center, is what that is, for people who don't, might not know what a JCC is. But anyway, we'd go over there and play a little basketball. And one of my favorite things, uh, and you guys are going to love this one, the only place I ever wa- ever went to play basketball The JCC had a sign right on the wall that said, No Dunking. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. No Dunking? (laughs) What?
5: (laughs) Okay. You got a bunch of guys coming in every Tuesday that have a slam dunk contest at the JCC?
3: The JCC. No dunking, damn it. Gelfand, don't you dunk. I'm here to tell you. You're going to be on the show tomorrow. Don't you ever dunk at the JCC again. I'm I'm fed up with it.
5: That, right? yeah, that reverse dunk that you did last week really pushed us. <laughs> it pushed it beyond repair. You're out of the JCC, Gelfand.
3: Oh, God. I, I will oh never. God. I looked up and I said, are you pulling my tit? Does that really say what I think it says? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they brought
2: in every single week a baller by the name it was it was the JCC, right? The Jewish Community Center, is that what it was?
3: Yes, sir. The Jewish
2: Community Center. Every week they brought in a slam dunker by the name of Sean Vaclemp.
3: <laughs> the Klemf. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sucklempf. one. That
2: one. That one. That one fell a little flat. I that's thought maybe okay. we'd get a shot, but we're trying. Yeah. We're yeah. yeah. You're yeah. no, That's, 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 He's that's called shopping. trying too hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's, that's trying okay. way too hard.
5: It's all right. <laughs>
3: Vic. Vic Fleming. No, that's not the word. Nope. That,
5: that. son of a bitch who ripped the rim down at the JCC, <laughs> <laughs> and now no
1: one can play. Yeah. We're done with dunking. And they shattered the glass.
3: Loved going over there. I got to be honest with you. I just absolutely loved going over there. He's running a lot of old uh, high school mates and all kinds of stuff. Well, hanging out with Gelfand anyway. I don't care how well you were playing. He would stand there and criticize you anyway. Doesn't matter. That checks just, out.
0: It, I can't that's imagine, didn't
3: it? Yeah, I can't
4: imagine Gelfand playing basketball <laughs>
1: like, like, with like glasses yeah, and like, like full sweats, like I, heavy sweats on.
4: Right, and obviously, like I only know him as like an older man now.
3: But I'm so younger. Gelfand might have been a hell of an athlete, but I just don't uh, don't see it. He could shoot a basketball, though. I will give him credit. He was—he was a—he was, a, he was a very accurate shooter. Three? Go really? oh, listen to you all going silent on me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> really? I, really? I,
5: I, I, I'm, I'm processing, Tom. I'm processing. <laughs>
3: right.
1: I've known Gil Fan for about 20 years, yeah. and uh, he's been about the same size. So it's just hard to see him like having a contact with anyone. Like, yeah. like it wouldn't go well if like he no. went one on one. You know, but. He uh... I don't know,
4: maybe it's a different group of guys probably at the JCC back then. Like they're saying, there's not a lot. It's not like Shaq's walking through the door and <laughs> picking up the
3: basketball. No, that's very very true. There's no question I about it. I feel
5: like a small wind could blow Mike to his back, though. I feel like a it it wouldn't take a lot for for Mike to probably uh, hit the floor. That that'd be my guess, Tom.
3: Yeah, that's a possibility. What the hell? But in any case, we got our Timberwolves. They're not going to last much oh. longer. But I tell you what, so far my twin – they scared me last night, Judd. They scared me. I'll tell you that. Thank God for the White Sox inability to
5: field the baseball, right? Yeah. They, yeah. The third ba- baseman again – so Moncada's not playing because he's hurt. So this um, – Alberto, I believe it is, that they've got playing third base. He must just be a butcher because he, what, took a bunt last night and hit uh, Michael A. Taylor with the ball on the throat, which allowed the courtesy <laughs> runner to score. It, it, honest to God, watching and reading highlights from White Sox games, it sounds like the Bad News Bears, sponsored by Chico Bale Bonds, have entered Major League Baseball.
3: Yes. No, you're right. Well, is today a day game or an, I think it's a day game, isn't it? Day game. It yeah, great. they travel tomorrow. What mm-hmm. time is it? 12.05. Uh, 12.05, okay. Get away day game, um, yep. They got to they gotta win that game because uh, they go two out of three, which is where you want them to be with the, with the White Sox. You, know, you some. Wow, Jesus. Tampa Bay's what, 11 0? It's crazy. They're 11 do, and 0. The Rays. How do they do it? They play I in don't a, know. They play in a dump.
5: <laughs> they have no money. Like, they no. always have to cycle through their best. Explain to me how they do this.
3: I don't get it either. They're 11 and 0. Oh, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because I didn't look at today's stats, but I think they're 11 and 0, I believe. No, they won last night. They won last night again. I, I just, Jesus, that's amazing. But, yeah, your twins have to win the getaway day today to go take two out of three from Chicago. Then they have to go to New York and win two out of four. And that'll put them in a real strong position. In their heads, they'll go, well, it looks like we can hang with or beat yes. just about everybody. It's very good. It's very important in that first month of the season.
5: Yes. And what I, I like your point, too, because, like, to go back to what we discussed yesterday, you know, I think if you have a team that turns out to be a tight-knit group, right, and, and a cohesive team, I think you're right. I think if you go to Yankee Stadium and win 2 of 4 it gives you a, a confidence. Because I don't care what anybody says about, well, the Twins in Yankee Stadium, it's just all, you know, these players don't know better and they don't know eventually this type of stuff affects you. Like, there is no question. You can only be asked so many times about why do you suck in a certain stadium before it starts to take hold. And so I think you're right. I think if you go this weekend and win 2-4 and get that confidence, it changes things. And the thing that I like about this team is they do have the starting pitching to win 2-4.
3: Yeah, they do. Absolutely. That's a very, very good point, and I'm glad you made it because they definitely have the starting pitching on that team. I'm very impressed with them.
5: No, they've looked – I don't want to say they've looked great because I, I'm a little bit concerned about if, if the offense is going to be consistent. Like the bats, the bats seem to come and go that they've certainly mm-hmm. had some good games, but they've also had some games where it's like, are you going to get, get a hit? I think they had, I think they had two hits on Sunday. Now that Astros pitcher was good. Um, and then I think they had four hits the day after that against the white Sox. But yeah, I mean, they, they look like they have a formula that can at least work. Cause I'll, I will say this the reliance on the bats and trying to get by with like your third, fourth, and fifth, or fourth and fifth starters not being that good got really tiresome. By the way, Tom, I was going to tell you the Tampa Bay Rays are not only 11 and 0, but they're in those 11 games, their run differential so far is a plus 63. They have Jeez. outscored their opponents by sixty-three runs. I'm looking here just to give you, just for a point of reference, um, the next best team run differential wise in the American League is the Yankees at plus twenty-seven.
3: Uh, not good news for the Twins. We got this is a big one. This is big, this this game today and the four with New York uh, are very very big games. They they got to win three out of the five, wouldn't you say? Um. It'd be nice, yes. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's fair. I,
5: I think it's fair to say that today's important because while we both think that they should win 2-4 against the, the Yankees, and that would be nice, I don't think that you can absolutely count on that. No, um, no. And look, the White Sox, you know, the White Sox tried to hand you the game on um, Tuesday as well, right? Like, yep. Like, the first, that first game, they tried to give you, and you wouldn't take it. So if the White Sox are going to continue to be as horse bleep as they are, in the field, win today, (laughs) win today, and then reset your expectations for the four games against the Yankees.
3: Now, in all my years of watching baseball, the Twins win today. To me, it's very important that they win tomorrow in New York. Winning that first game gives you a shot at winning one of the next three. You Uh see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Winning that game tomorrow is very important as well. you got to win today and tomorrow. These two next games, you got to win them both, I would say.
4: Yeah, and well, and especially with just the history that the Twins have with the Yankees, obviously, yes. like every year in the playoffs, it seems like we're getting bounced by them. Just to give them that sense of like, hey, we can beat this team. Yes, it's the Yankees, the boogeyman that's been great forever, but like we at least can play with them. We have a shot, and that's going to carry them through the rest of the season, hopefully. By the great way, call. Tom,
5: I love the fact. I love. I, I am relishing the fact that you are such a Twins fan that it's April and you are already identifying important games.
0: <laughs> I, I love that about away, you. I?
5: <laughs> I love the passion. It's April, there's 162 and you are see you you represent the great thing about optimistic fans, right? Because you are saying win today's game. I I appreciate that greatly. I feel like I feel like part of the problem with the sports fan a lot of times in the state is we're just sort of like, oh, they won or lost, and 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 there's, you know, there doesn't seem to be an oomph th- behind it. Yeah, I yeah. like the fact that you are identifying games right now, damn it, that are going to be important come October.
3: I don't think there's any question about it. You cannot, and, uh, like I said, you lose that game today, you might lose all four in New York because you're going to my, my God, we got beat two out of three by a terrible team. White Sox are not good. I'm sorry.
5: No, no, I think they can hit, but uh, you're exactly yeah, right. Yep. They are. Yeah, when, when you can't field the baseball, you do not get you're, – you're like the Wolves. I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt when you can't perform the simplest tasks in your sport, and you're supposed to be a professional, and by the way, you're getting paid millions of dollars. So I'm with
3: you completely. Cannot wait. So the game today, you said 12.05, so that's mm-hmm. good. I like uh-huh. that. I'd like to hear that. No, it's uh, the whole thing. The only thing I could, I do have to tell you though. I got an email from a friend. It was not in the Twin Cities, by the way. It was a, in a different town. It was a friend from a different town we have a big, big time Major League Baseball uh, team. Okay, he said, Tom, yep. I was listening to the podcast the other day. I was listening to Tom Bernard show, and you're talking about the fact you might go buy season tickets for this year. And so I said, you know, I responded, yeah. What about it? He goes. Well, I do remember that in 1977, when you first bought your season tickets, you bought four tickets behind the plate in about the third or fourth row, something like that, four tickets for the season, and I believe you paid around $6,000 for those tickets. And I said, you, I said, yeah, that's about right. That was about $5,000, $6,000 for, for the season tickets. He said, in my stadium right now, if I bought those same seats you bought all those years ago, those tickets are now $150,000.
4: <laughs> Jesus. That is
5: incredible. Like it's not shocking, but it is but it is you think about it the sticker shock on these things. And and by and by the way, who has now I understand that some do. But who has $150,000 to invest I, in baseball he, tickets?
3: That's what he said. This they were these were six tickets. That's why it got to one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. But it's, it was like twenty nine thousand per seat per season. That's a lot of money, man. God. Oh my god! Yeah,
5: and and Whew. for baseball especially, because you're not you know, I, I'm sure that if you're a business, you you give tickets to clients and stuff. But I mean, yeah. you're not going to every baseball game probably. And can you imagine the games no. that you skip? You'd be thinking to yourself. Okay, um, I don't feel like going tonight, but that's approximately, what, 1000 bucks down the drain for that game. So well, perhaps I right. should go tonight.
3: It would be about 800 bucks down the drain if you did. Well, although if you have four tickets, uh, it's 3200 bucks down the drain.
5: <laughs> now, now yes. yes, good point. Now, are, are you going for two? Are you going for four? What's, what's your... Oh, for uh,
3: season tickets?
5: Yeah, what's your strategy?
3: I was thinking of going four or six. I'm not really sure, but I don't know if I have a quarter million on me. <laughs> What's the Twins?
5: That, that's a good question. I,
3: I wonder what yeah, the, I twins the Twins are versus six. Yeah, I don't know about the Twins pricing, but I got to believe Yankee Stadium. This, the, my friend was not in New York, but I, I can't even imagine how much season tickets are at Yankee Stadium. I can't even, th- I can't come up with a number. No, it's got to be astronomical. Just I would think so.
4: It's in markets like that. It's like when the Yankees come here and the stadium is filled because everybody wants to watch the Yankees, and then yeah. it's like that every game when you're in New York.
3: I think you're right about that. So, Anyway, back to the enjoyment in baseball. I am enjoying the season. You're absolutely right. And I do get, Judd, you're absolutely right. I get very emotionally involved with baseball. I love football, too, but, you know, um, as soon as they win a Super Bowl, I'll love them even more because the Twins have won a couple of World Series. It's been a while, I understand, but at least they've won the World Series. We have got to win a Super Bowl one of these days, don't you think? Um, Okay, here's my question back to you.
5: I am. I am. I am fifty-three right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, at your age, Tom, what do you think the odds of the Vikings w- winning a Super Bowl championship before either one of us leave this earth is? Because I have lost a lot of hope.
3: Yeah, me too. Thanks. I've never.
5: Tom, I was yeah. seven when they went to their last one. Tevin's young. Oh, <laughs> I, he's I fine. Hope. He's he's probably got a chance. <laughs>
3: So, Britney too. With Devin and Judd.
5: Thank you. I am young.
3: <laughs> you're young. Devin.
5: Thank You've you. You've got a chance. I'm worried. I'm really worried. I'm not going to see one.
3: No. Rudy, you're what? What are you? Forty two.
2: I'm 42, so, yeah, I'm probably going to be long gone and dead in the dirt before the Vikings win a Super Bowl. (laughs) We're
1: going to do it for you, Rudy. Right after you pass,
5: it's going to
2: be for you.
1: Right
5: after
3: he dies. (laughs) This
5: one's for Rudy. Who? Rudy. You, Rudy Rudy. just trust me. Rudy. 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 Rudy.
3: Rudy. there you got to chant. Yeah, it's my favorite of all time, and I believe the man was a Minnesota Twins fan. I'm not sure, but I think he was. Mm -hmm. He made... uh, I guess, this grand statement at the beginning of one of the seasons that he was not going to cut his beard until, uh, until the um, Minnesota Vikings won a Super Bowl. Okay, so I'm pretty sure he's a Minnesota guy. Uh, so he said, I'm not going to shave my beard until um, the Vikings win a Super Bowl. The man died a few years ago, and his beard literally was about mid, mid-calf. Jeez. His beard was like four I'm feet <laughs> long. Committed to the beast. Yeah.
1: That's, a, that's a lot of shampoo and conditioner right there.
3: You can still find him on the internet. There's a picture of him with his long beard on the oh. internet. Yeah, it was a Minnesota, I think he was a Minnesota Viking fan. Maybe a, well, it Couldn't have been a Packer fan because he would have shaved the beard. Uh, it was a Viking. It was a Viking fan. Uh, his picture is still out there, I know that. But he unfortunately passed away, and the Vikings, of course, never won a Super Bowl. So he died with a lot of facial hair. Let me put it that way. Right. That poor guy. That poor guy, too.
5: He had to know the second that, that he yeah. made that commitment, that beard was going to be huge. <laughs> he, he had to know. Coming. He should have
3: known. Yeah, you're right. Well, I suppose we better take a break. You know, Judd, you, you can stick around until 930, right? Yep, absolutely. Wanted to make sure. Scoring Judd you. Zolgad, of course, Tevin Pittman in studio, and we'll be right back right after this on the Tom Bernard Show.
4: The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you'll only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
0: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
6: Seeking justice for the injured.
3: Bradshaw and Bryant. The warmer weather is just around the corner. I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Com.
0: Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner? Or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old-school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things, all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus, social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect.
2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
3: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tevin Pittman in studio, along with Rudy and Brittany, and Score North Judd Zolgad on the horn with Uncle Tommy. We're just talking... Uh, talking a little baseball, talking some football, basketball. We got everything. So now I don't want to get back to hockey, though, because I'm still pissed off at the Gophers, so let's move on from hockey. What do you say?
5: Oh, God. Oh, my God. I, I'm <laughs> oh, so, so God. with you there. Yeah, I, I, I just – I'm sorry. I am. I I called it the most disappointing loss that yep. I've ever seen in Gopher men's hockey.
3: What did they have, 15 shots on goal for the whole game? Yes. Yeah, I believe this.
5: I believe the stat was 15 shots is the fewest in a championship game since yep. 1963 with Denver. And here's the incredible thing: <laughs> they were a juggernaut offensively.
3: Yes. So okay. I'm with you. Pissed off begins to describe it. Everybody in studio and on the phone. What? Ha- why does that happen? I just do they just assume they're going to win, so they don't give it their all. What happens?
4: Yeah, I think it's a combination of, yeah, if you are a juggernaut, you think, oh, we're just going to roll in, do what we do, and, you know, we'll be fine. And then also, like, I don't know how old the Minnesota team was, but if it's a younger team, sometimes the moment can be a little bit too big and, you know, people yeah, either rise yeah. up or you shrink. And, you know, in Minnesota's case, they didn't come ready to play. What did we do wrong? That's my
5: question. Forget the golfers. <laughs> what did we do? What did we do? Has, is there any other state that's been put through the absolute no. sports ringer slash agony of us? What did we do wrong? Who did we screw, and how can we make it right?
3: You're absolutely right. I mean, I've, I've been a sports fan since, I, like I said, I was nine years old. Yeah. And at that time, it was your Minnesota Gopher football team had, had uh, a few years earlier. No, oh, no, I guess it was... Like one year earlier, they had won the national title. So I was very, I wasn't a fan. I was too young to be a fan because I was just a little kid, single digit kid. But I remember how big a deal that was. They haven't won one since, of course. So that was only 60, what, 63 years ago? Yeah. 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 No,
5: yeah. times were good back then. The Twins were new. The Vikings were new. Yeah. Go for football. Go for football was kicking ass in the Big Ten.
4: Yep. Everything what was great. Yeah, No, it definitely does feel like there's some sort of general just curse. Like, we're starting to feel very Cleveland-esque because it's like we've had, like, if you look at the Vikings, we've had, you know, Randy Moss is of the world, like, the greatest of its single positions with nothing to show for it. KG being one of the best basketball players of all time at his position, nothing to show for it. You know, the Twins are the only people that can get home, but – and then I guess we've got the Lynx, too, so – that's Those are the right. two franchises right. that can be But can I say this?
1: Like, I've given this advice to many of my friends who go on first dates. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> lower your expectations. You guys need no, to learn. No, I refuse. You have been heartbroken many times. How about quit it, it asking? It doesn't matter. Uh, quit getting down on one knee after one date. Being, I'm sick of it.
4: Being a Minnesota like Vikings fan especially <sighs> is like – Getting back with your ex. It's like, you know what? This time we can make it work. It's going to be different. There's hope. And then it's by just... the end of the season, you're like, now I remember why. She's ended a klepto. Last year. She yes. hates your yes. friends. Now now she doesn't get crying. along with
1: your mom. Yep. Like, it's time to move. Odd. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's, I, that's, I did the same exact thing when Brett Favre threw that interception in oh. two thousand eight. Cross body against the Saints. I went. I'm done. That's it. Never again. And I didn't change it. I didn't. I didn't become a Raiders fan. I didn't become a, a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I was like, <laughs> what is going to cause the most turmoil at Thanksgiving? I'm going to become a Packers fan, and that is exactly uh, what I did. And did exactly. Good. Uh, you know why? Because Minnesota deserves it. You guys oh, put wow. all your eggs into this even basket every Even I know that's year. naughty. Boo. I'm done with them. Oh, wow. Dude, he's just exploding. Look at the <laughs> anger you <laughs> have. We didn't <laughs> even know about. My God. I, I, I enjoy the twins. I like the wild. I hate all I'm, you effing people. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. I am telling you. Oh, don't make me laugh. It is a, I'm it's dying. A, it's such a good feeling. I love it. Uh. Oh, yeah.
3: I hate. <laughs> I hate you, people.
2: I hate you, people. Brittany, what?
5: Why was the klepto too? Like, how? How did that just get? <laughs> I, you know, like,
1: I just, you know, it, I just had to think of like what, what, what are these red flags? Like, yes, right. she has all of your sweatshirts. Okay, and it was yeah. cute the first time, but now it's like she's wearing your buttons ups to work. Like, she has stolen your car. Yep, it's a rough go. Yeah.
5: You've been talking Give me to my Catherine. hoodie back, damn it! I want yeah. I want those hoodies back.
3: Oh my God, what a world this is! What a world! But that you know what these these conversations happen whether it's the anger or the laughter or whatever because we are Minnesota sports fans and it's just mm-hmm. oh it's a headache at times no doubt you cannot deny that it's a headache at times no question and I do
5: feel like Brittany has a point, though. I do feel like there is a faction now, um, b- because it's been so long, that has just said, oh, I just enjoy it. And But to me, it's like, do you see other teams in other states win championships? Like, how much fun, and, and Tom, because we, we go back to the Twins, you know, we've seen those parades. We've been there. It is, there's nothing that sort of replaces it, right? Like, oh, the Twins had a good year. That was fun. They lost in the playoffs again. When you're at the parade, you know, with Puckett and Gaiety and Herbeck in the convertibles, mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing like that. And we now have a huge segment of the population that has no idea what that's like. That's what I want.
3: Right. No, you're absolutely right. There, There's an entire group of people that have no idea what the hell winning a championship is all about. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I, it, it was very disappointing, the Gopher, the hockey team. I mean, you know, I, I still don't understand how the hell they lost that game. I don't get it. They they played two
5: periods of prevent defense. That's what amazes me. Yeah. They, li- yeah. they literally they, they took a 2 nothing lead, which is fine. That's awesome, against a team that, you know, was really good, couldn't score a ton of goals, and then they started to hyperventilate play prevent defense, and the last time I I saw it, I think they were peeing down their pants leg. It was an unbelievable (laughs) choke. Like, it's a choke. I don't care they're college kids. It It was was a choke choke job.
3: It was. I hate to say it, too. You're absolutely right. I hate to say it, too, because I like their coach. I like the team. Mm -hmm. I like everything about that team. Bob's a great guy.
5: Bob is a great guy. I agree completely. But, I mean, at some point in time, you have to just say a team that talented, which had, by the way, about five kids came back. Um, who who could have turned pro last year because their mm-hmm. whole thing was to win a championship. So it
3: was just this juggernaut. It's as good a Gopher team I think as we will see. That's exactly right, and that's exactly why right. I'm taking. You know, I, I'm not as big a, a hockey fan as most people in Minnesota. Again, I just I don't remember. It. I think Chucky e. Gleason played hockey when I was a kid, but he's the only person I knew. That I didn't even know what hockey was because we didn't have a pro- professional team then. Obviously, we did at the U. But uh, I'm sorry. The Minnesota Gopher, and it's not, I have nothing against the Wild. Matter of fact, the owners of the Wild, I really like. They're very nice people. I've uh, known some, several players over there. That's great. Louis Nanny is a dear friend. The whole deal, right? Right. But it just, I just, why does Minnesota always collapse at the end? I just don't get it. I give up myself. Yeah. I'm too old for this. Like, I'll, I'll continue to,
5: to watch, but I have no idea why. It it is the damnedest thing. I, I mean, just the Vikings, right? Ninety eight well yeah. wait. Yep. 87, 98, Ugh. which is still an epic collapse, of course. <laughs> Two thousand nine, as as he, you know, we talked about Brett Favre. Throwing across his body, it drove yep. Rudy to become a damn Packer fan, and now he <laughs> hates the rest of us.
4: Like <laughs> right? you, just it.
5: think about where this has left us emotionally.
3: I know
4: the venting that's going on. Yeah, no, the the '98 uh, loss in the playoffs. So I was in the third grade. My third grade teacher was at that game. His wife was about, I think she was probably like seven months pregnant. She was due like right around the time of the Super Bowl. And so she, like, we come into school, like the teachers, my third grade teacher, very upset, obviously. And then I find out that his wife, who was very pregnant, was actively praying that he would miss that kick. So that way, (laughs) because my teacher was like, yeah, if the Vikings make the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be there for the birth of our child. I'm watching the game type of thing. (laughs) And so she was like, Tevin, I prayed for the kicker to miss that kick. So that way my husband would be there. And I was like, I... You're dead to me. I'm wow. Mrs. <laughs> third grade time was not happy.
1: Still. No, to wait, this day. Mrs. Crybeck. I have not forgiven you. You wanted a baby born with a
5: tail. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 the so, sins of their wait, mother. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got to process this. So she prayed that he would miss the kick.
4: So that way so, he would be there for the birth of their child okay. rather than going to, I think it was in Miami that year. Is it
1: hard to be so angry at a pregnant woman or did it just come naturally?
4: No, um, it was very easy. It was, was very, like, okay, good, good to know. know. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I don't care. Don't use that child as like I don't feel bad for you. (laughs) you I don't mean to sound harsh
2: here,
1: but there's
5: babies born constantly every Every day. day. Every day, it's not not even a miracle anymore. Going to a Super Bowl, honestly, it's like minuscule. That's true. I think the selfishness of that prayer.
4: Yeah. that's caused me too. to
5: question life right now. Yep. Yeah. Like and there's there's theory. options
4: around. You could have got like a C section the week before the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could have held it could've held it Not in until like after you. the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know how it No, works, I,
1: I I hear where you're yeah. coming from.
4: So, you know, selfish. Tom, your thoughts?
3: Uh, I I don't even want to talk about it because I couldn't agree uh, more with every one of you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got nothing to say. You guys are
1: so funny.
2: Do you guys remember the picture of the, the weeping blondes? After the 98 oh, yeah. game? Do you remember that that photo, oh, Joe? Yeah. I don't think so. Yes. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you, Tevin. So if you look it up, there's a photo of three women, all blondes, that are sitting, like, front row, 50-yard line at the game, and the stadium is cleared out after the 98 game. But it's these three blonde ladies who are – they look dismal. They look – I mean, just downtrodden. I don't think I've ever seen three ladies look that – I mean, they're just so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, see what I mean? Yep. <laughs> they're devastated.
4: devastated. They're absolutely
5: yeah. <laughs> devastated because someone said a prayer for a guy to miss a kick just so her husband could yeah. be there for the birth of a yeah. child, which, by the way, was inevitable anyway, and he would have come home and seen the kid. Yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. No. They. They look how I feel about ninety percent of the time watching the Vikings at the end of the season.
3: Oh just God. how it is, man. That's all I have to say. It's just nothing to be clear, but suffering. Too, my okay.
5: old man at home asleep when I was born. My mom had to call and say it, it's a boy. Okay, so we were oh, much but, tougher back. Yeah,
1: then. Yeah, but Judd, look how you turned
3: out. <laughs>
5: like <laughs> we needed that dad there for this kid. That that, that might be a good point. Actually, thank you. I think of it that way. Thanks, Brittany.
3: No problem. It's a good spot for this stat. It's a very quick stat. It Has nothing to do with what we're talking about except for the giving the hold off giving the birth deal. Did you hear about that family? I can't remember what state they live in. First girl born into the family in 130 years. Jeez. Do you believe that? That's wild. You could look it oh. up. 130 years, all boys, until this cute little girl was born this week. Ha- oh, what a story.
1: Hand-me-downs are going to be less exciting yeah. for her. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. But how is that even possible to have all boys for 130 years? That's a science. That's unbelievable. Sounds it
5: is. terrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Oh, I don't know. Boys are fun. Yeah, sure. Low maintenance, right? Yeah, sure. Some of them? Yes, <laughs> sir. As teenagers? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what. I'll be really honest with you guys. Because Just because she came out a girl, I wanted a girl so bad. So bad. And I, I love my nephews, but I don't know why. I wanted a girl so bad. And guess what? My second one, if I have another one, I want another girl. Well, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. around you guys all the time. Okay,
5: like, in 13 years, you might be singing a different tune. Maybe. Yeah, well,
2: she might yeah. feel yeah. differently. But no,
5: that's true too. Mom, <laughs> I don't want to ever
2: talk to you. Yeah. yeah. When my daughter was born, my buddy Jeff called me and said, uh, you know, because he had a boy, and he goes, you know, when you have a boy, you worry about one boy, but if you have a girl, you worry about all the boys.
3: Yep. I said yep. that there is a, that's a
2: very, very accurate quote. Yeah,
1: because she, you're going to teach her how to fight, and she's going to physically fight every human. Like you have to worry about her. Hands as weapons. That's the only way I'm going to mm-hmm. look at it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I know it's going to shock the hell. I think Brittany already knows this because it's pretty much true. But, and it wasn't that Andy was a boy. It was just our first child, mm-hmm. right? So Andy was born in 1986. And honest to God, I sat down and talked to Kath and I said, well, we've got to do a few things. Like, like what? Well, we got to get some razor wire around the property, and then I want to put a guard tower on top of the house. Man, I was so nervous about somebody messing with my kid. It was, oh, it was unbearable for Catherine.
1: Tom, you're the only one who like looked at baby proofing and looked at more sharp objects, right, razor like <laughs> wire.
3: No, the razor wire is for anybody trying to get. Oh, no,
1: I know. You know. I'm just saying that, like, when you look into baby proofing, it's a lot of like, how do we make edges softer and whatever. Right, and here he is. Right. No, here we go. Right. Game I
4: need, on. I need barbed wire, a moat around the house. <laughs> yeah, how
3: absolutely. Can
1: you, how can you train alligators?
3: Uh, All right, yeah, get alligators in Minnesota. Get in the, get them moat, damn it.
1: I mean, it's a it's a yearly investment you have to make with them.
3: I suppose, but man, I I will never forget. I, well, I'm still nervous. Oh you know, yeah. Andy's Andy's now thirty six years old. Alex is thirty three. I'm still nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the way it is, man. It's always going to be the One thing I do really like is that Fawnie was born first, and then Sage was born, two boys in a row. One uh, Alex's family, one in Andy's, but Fawnie was born first. And a couple years later, along came Sage. Then a couple years after that, Andy and Melissa had their first child, Ethan. But what's funny is, Fawn lords over them like there's no tomorrow.
1: Oh, that girl runs that town. If you go to Bloomington and you don't pay your respects to Fawn, good luck. That girl, when I'm hanging out with Fawn, you better believe she's telling me what to do and I listen. (laughs) The mayor. Oh, yeah.
5: The I, mayor
3: of Bloomington. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: she's got things figured. She's always had things figured out. She's always had this like look on her face, yeah. like,
3: "What's your deal, huh?" Like, <laughs> am I, are
1: you that's with me, me or against me? You know, I love I love that girl, but she is smart. It's exhausting yeah, to be around kid. her.
3: <laughs> You're absolutely right. All right, Judd. Well, another great. Well, re- I mean, you know, we got to stay with this now because it's only Wednesday. The Twins got to win today. Just remember yep. this. Yep. Wins have to win today, and then they're going to win the first game in New York, and I'll be the happiest guy because I got to believe they can win one out of three remaining games with, with the Yankees if they can win the first one. Right? Love it. it
5: absolutely. Yes. Exactly right. All
3: right. All right, Paul. We know, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Nine Thanks o'clock again. Talk to you then. I time. love it. Score North, Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen. Those guys are so great. Judd, Judd and I are becoming really pretty. He, he was texting me during one of the Twins games. I Ooh, love that when people text me. From the, your relation got textual. A
1: little, yeah. little bromance oh, going on. Wow! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you get to a texty relationship, it's kind of we'll nice.
3: Start sending gifts mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this? Go Twins and take the morning show with you. What do you think of
4: that? <laughs> there actually? you go.
3: Right there. That's all I have to say to you. Um, no, it's... it's uh, it, it, I have nothing more to say. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I love that conversation. I'm sitting back and listening to that conversation, all the different elements of it, 35-minute conversation, I, I and I, I agreed with pretty much all of it. I don't know why it is that Minnesota cannot close the game. I, why they just can't. I don't get it.
4: Yeah. Do you get it? No, and I think part of it's starting to be that if you have a stadium full of 80,000 people that all collectively are kind of, thinking this is about to fall apart. I think that energy kind of permeates through, and the players can feel that too a little bit. And so it almost is just a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point where. Yeah, We have no other choice, I think, than to just start, you know what, maybe this will turn around, and hopefully it does, but then we all end up crying anyway, so I don't know. It's
2: it's, it's tough. It's a vicious cycle. I I had a relative recently go down to Puerto Rico for just a a trip. He was down there for a week, and he had a Vikings t-shirt on, he's walking on the beach, and this couple walks by, and they go, oh, Vikings! We're we're Vikings fans! And they were from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, are you you guys from Minnesota? They go, no, we live here in Puerto Rico. And he goes, why are you a Vikings fan? (laughs) And she goes because we never know what's gonna happen. Every time we watch the game, it's always something <laughs> ah, crazy. Ah, well,
1: the wild card. It's, yeah, hey? it's, yeah, it's
2: the craziest. And, and right after that it happened was the, uh, the week after that happened was the 33-point comeback game. Oh, okay. Yep, and, right. and, I was, and then he told that story, and I went, but you well, know, they are so right.
1: But like that's like the kind of friend you want in your 20s, right? You go out, and you're like, who knows what Jake's going to yeah, do. wild card. Wow. But yeah. now that I'm in my 30s, like I want to know that stable. we're all going to be fine. No one's going <laughs> to run off into the alley. Anyway, everyone's like, I don't need a Jake around anymore. So I don't know, you guys. Think about your issues. Hmm? What are you looking at (laughs) me (laughs) for?
3: You got no issues. What are you talking about?
1: Think about your instabilities.
3: Uh You guys ever been to Puerto Rico? I haven't. I'm not. No. You got to go. You got to. I love Puerto Rico, the Puerto Rican people. Well, but I grew again. I grew up with a Puerto Rican family, Tommy O'Brien. I love the fact that Tommy O'Brien's Puerto Rican. I was going to say, that doesn't sound very Puerto Rican. (laughs) Well, his dad was Irish. Oh, okay. Uh. So that's a big difference. But honestly, Scott, if you ever get a chance, go to Puerto Rico. It is unbelievably beautiful. Huge, huge baseball fans down there, man. Mm -hmm. Football, yes, and all the other sports, yes. But baseball, Holy God. Yeah, well, Latin America is responsible for like 80% of the yes. top
4: baseball players <laughs> yeah. in the major it's leagues. True.
1: Puerto Rico is just so tiny. It's so crazy. Like, because, you know, is it similar to the Dominican then, like uh, weather wise, because it's so close? Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah, it is. But the, the one thing they don't have is that range of mountains between Haiti and the yeah. Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Where, if somebody crosses over from the Haiti side, they just shoot them to death?
1: Yeah, there's that. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, oh, what? I heard Haiti's beautiful, by the way. Never been mm-hmm. there.
3: I've been to the Dominican Republic several times, but I've never been to Haiti.
1: And you probably never will go because I know every time I've been to Dominican, it's like everyone makes it clear hey, don't head west. Just don't.
3: Listen. <laughs> oh, it's true. No. If you get a chance, though, honest to God, if you've never been to any of those islands, Cuba was another one. The Cuban people could not be nicer. They're just very, very pleasant people.
2: I hear it's like nineteen fifties
3: in Cuba. Yes, it just yep, hasn't. It yeah, is. it just
2: hasn't. Just because of like you know trade and the, how many boats came through, and then there was the big trade embargo for years, mm-hmm. where we America couldn't do any trading with Cuba. So basically, when they got their lot of cars in like the fifties and sixties, that's basically all they've they've ever had since since then. But now it's starting to like kind of modernize a little bit that makes sense
3: yeah a little here and a little well one thing i will tell you is is you're right on the money that the poor people but they're they're so cool about it you can tell they're very very poor but they're happy to see you because you're spending money so maybe they'll get a penny or two of it but my favorite was being in a taxi in cuba and we're driving along and the buildings are all run down they and i mean almost all of them are run down haven't been painted in a long time they look like they're gonna fall over any minute And once in a while, some of them do fall over, I guess. Mm -hmm. But you're driving along, and all of a sudden, I see this huge wall, and beyond the wall, I see this magnificent house. I mean, this thing was oh god, it was gorgeous. So I said, "Who lives there?" And he looked at me like, "What?" I said, "Who lives in that house?" He goes, "Who do you think? The president." Yeah. Wow. Okay. Presidente. Yeah. Presidente, el Presidente lives in that house. That's who lives there.
2: Have you guys done Jamaica before?
3: Mm-mm. Nope. I have never been to Jamaica.
2: Good? Shithole. Sucks. The only thing <laughs> Does that Does it really? Yeah, it's awful. The only <laughs> thing that I was <laughs> expecting something <me> beautiful. <laughs> it <laughs> really threw yeah, me no. off. It's awful. The only thing that was nice about it was that on the drive from Montego Bay up to Negril, which Negril is beautiful. Oh, go to Negril. It's beautiful. But other than that, okay. the, rest of the, the rest of the country is ugh, garbage. But uh, we did see, <laughs> as we were driving, we saw, we saw the same thing. Two giant houses. And our, our tour guide was like, hey, that's where Oprah lives. I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Really? I was like, "Does she own both houses?" He goes, "No, no, no. The other house belongs to Bill Cosby." And I said, what? I said, Wow!" And this was during a time when Bill Cosby was still America's dad. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. And I said, sure. "Wow, that's crazy, huh?" I said, uh, "I said, do they ever come here and like get hassled by like locals or anything?" And uh, the guy said, "No. Both of them employ. There's two towns on either side of the houses, and both of them employ almost the entire town." And the Ooh. reason why they do that, because they're small villages. Yeah. And the reason they do that is because if these people come and work on those homes, they're less likely to vandalize or break in. Yeah. Because they're already being, and they're they're not they're not paid like a Jamaican wage. They're paid a very good wage. I would hope so. so. Yeah, yeah. So he would. So that's why they would bring all these people in. It was it was fascinating. Uh, and then we hit a goat, and had to pay. Ah. It was either do uh, one year of jail or pay fifty dollars. What would you pick? uh, I was like, this is the worst Monopoly game ever, but I will give you $50. Here you go. (laughs) Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, that whole deal, man. I just – and I can hear you thinking, Tevin. Don't even try to think without understanding that I can hear it when you think. That, well, see, apparently my people can go down there and live a decent life, but you honkies. I can hear you think. (laughs) I was just going to
4: say, you know what? Black people just thriving down in Jamaica. See? it's not a bad place to be. And it's, I think, like, with the kind of all of the tropical, like, Latin America, it sucks because, like, a lot of places down there are very beautiful. But then, obviously, it gets a terrible rep because you have cartel and crime where yes. people oh, just yeah. think, oh, if I go down there, I'm automatically going to get kidnapped and
3: tortured and murdered. Not not anymore. They're all on the United States border now doing business. So don't worry yeah. about
6: it. mm
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They're on the mainland. Get on the
3: mainland, exactly. We do have to take a break. Be right back. Very special guest. Laura Vandervoort is our uh, special guest coming up next. Um, Semi-attractive woman, didn't you think there, Rudy?
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) We're not even on the phone yet, and I'm already tripping over my words. Yes.
3: I know. Mm -hmm. Best known as Supergirl in the CW serial drama series Smallville. Laura Vandervoort will be our very special guest coming up next. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made.
2: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking
3: Company. And I'm Mike Bilsky, CEO at North American Banking Company.
2: As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses.
5: And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new, inexperienced
3: banker.
2: In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us.
5: When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you.
3: Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with My Banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with My Banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender?
2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show
3: Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when Laura is ready to go. For sure. We'll uh, we'll take care of it. Uh, Laura Vandervoort is going to be with us uh, promoting Black Bags now on Google Play and Amazon Prime. We'll talk to her in about a minute or two, somewhere in there. All right, so we got everything. We have everything on the Western hem- Hemisphere covered. We didn't get to South America too much. We got around the islands on the way down, you know. Other than other than uh, right on the border, in other words, uh, Tijuana, uh, a couple other spots right on the border, uh, Juarez. I've been. I've never been anywhere else in Mexico other than right across the United States border, and I don't know why. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel and like it, you got to venture out, Tom. Now that you've got some do
3: what it do up about that
1: do it you hard do,
3: you, bro because i got a bunch of friends that go down further god i can't remember where it is they go but they just absolutely love it i mean they just love it and some uh got a couple friends also that go to south america uh costa rica right uh-huh. hmm. Yeah. just love it and they think well, it's just magnificent
4: and well too because obviously you start out by going to like the most kind of touristy places are well-known, but it's not like you go to Mexico and just rent a car and drive around and find some, like, hole-in-the-wall spot. No. Like, you have to kind of know some, like, where you're going.
3: You don't just wander around down there. So that's probably, probably why you a just good stick idea, to though. spots right across the border that you've been to. One of these days i got to get to Mexico, the heart of me. I, I wouldn't mind going to Mexico City, actually. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I just love the fact that the wealthiest guy in Mexico's name is Carlos Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a billionaire, and my name is Carlos Slim. What do you think of like that? It's like a fake, made-up name, like it, a movie character. It does.
1: It does not sound <laughs> real at all.
3: It does not at all. As a matter of fact, they did business with uh, with Rudy's buddies, uh, the Dicky the Brothers. Mm. Apparently, Carlos Slim and the Dickey Brothers like to do business, or did at one time. Maybe they don't anymore, but I don't know. I get a little nervous around either any of those people, to tell you the truth. What do you think of that?
1: I Honestly... I like will stay in line all the time when I'm nervous around. Like all of those kind of things, you go, all right, time to walk the line. It's time to be a normal person and not stir things up.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, you don't want to stir things up. You're right about that,
1: Mr. Slim. I would like to be really normal and polite yes. around you. If,
4: yeah, right, because the name Slim it just assumes that like if I like you're saying if you make him mad like he's gonna f- yeah. Screw you up. Yep. Uh,
2: Laura's oh, I swear. <laughs> I don't know what I'm stuttering. Leave me alone, Brittany. <laughs> well, well, what go. a great segue. We got Laura <laughs> up, on the, uh, <laughs> up on the. Laura's phones. really happy Thank about God. this.
3: Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> now, Laura, let me ask you a question. Did you hear any of that conversation?
6: I didn't. I just heard the tail end. So you're going to have to repeat it.
3: No. All <laughs> right. I want to ask you a quick question. If your name was Carlos Slim, S <laughs> L I M, and it's his real name, and you had a daughter, wouldn't you make her become a Catholic nun? Her name would be Nun Slim or Slim and Nun. What do you think?
6: Uh, no, no comment.
3: It was too far to go.
6: <laughs>
3: Is that what you're saying, <laughs> Laura Vandervoort. I mean, by the way, I got to mention this too, Laura. And and I, you know, where are you from originally?
6: Uh, Toronto, Canada.
3: I knew it. You were either from Minnesota or Canada. I could just tell by looking at you. Isn't that weird?
6: Uh, how did you know? How how?
3: You just have that look of a Minnesota woman in America or, or pretty much anywhere in Canada, don't you think?
6: I just look I mean, it's like a good... I ap- apologize a lot, huh?
3: <laughs> I don't I don't think that's it. No, I just, you, you <laughs> I, I don't know, you just look like, a, you look like, you could definitely fit right in in Minnesota, I will tell you that. You ever been to Minnesota?
6: All right, no. No.
3: You got to get here, Laura. All right, I'll stop (laughs) driving you nuts. Laura Vandervoort, our very special guest. Black Bags, now on Google Play and Amazon Prime. A seemingly uh, seemingly chance encounter between two women on a bus trip with identical black suitcases sets off a dangerous game of cat and mouse when one discovers she's swapped her bag with a killer's. Are you the killer? Well, you can't tell me that, can you? I
6: can, I am.
3: (laughs) I can and I am.
6: I, I like can that. and I am. I I, I was given the go ahead by our director Josh Brandon that that was okay to say.
3: So you're a killer. Yeah. Do we get to hear? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear how you kill people because I want to watch. I want to watch the, the, the Yeah,
6: I can't. I can't give that part away. But um, it's it's uh, we, we shot this uh, a couple of years ago in Oklahoma. So I'm so no, excited it's it's going to be available for people. Uh, yeah, in Guthrie, Oklahoma. We were there for about a month,
3: God Lord, isn't it amazing you look back on that, that whole pandemic thing and how it changed well, it changed your business quite a bit, didn't it?
6: Uh, it certainly did uh, oddly, like in 2020, uh, I was pretty busy when things started opening up. I was on the first production back in Ontario here, uh, but yeah, everything has shifted. Uh, the auditions are now done at home through tape. A lot has changed. Don't get me started. But um, I'm grateful that I was able to to work when able. <laughs> so, especially well, yeah. with this, this project.
3: No, honestly, I, uh, do you do you also do some acting in Canada? Since you're from there,
6: I do a lot of a lot of the work I've done. I, I've been acting for 25 years, um, and a lot of it's been in Canada. Uh, a few projects in the U.S. and South Africa. So I've, I've had a chance to travel quite a bit, but um, typically you always come back home and work.
3: So you, you've been an actor since you were one?
6: <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, Tom. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> uh, sure, let's go with that. But it has been 25 years, and yeah, I've just been uh, pivoting a little bit the last few years producing. I just directed and wrote my first film. Really? So. I'm exploring the other side of the camera now and, and enjoying that.
3: No, I'm, I'm glad you told us that. That's um, Congratulations, like I said, for a 19-year-old woman, that's quite a step ahead, <laughs> don't you think?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 19 years old, and I'm just going to go for it all, you know?
3: <laughs> it is a wonder. It sounds like, to me, like you love to do what you're doing, though. That's great to hear.
6: I do. You know, it's all I've ever known. Um, and... I think growing up, had I known I I could get behind the camera a little earlier on, I would have. Like, I was on a, I had a series called Bitten, and that would have been a great opportunity to try directing at that time. But um, now I'm more confident and comfortable with my ability behind the camera, and and I'm definitely pursuing that. And even when we were shooting Black Bags with Josh, our director, you know, we would talk about camera angles and his shots, and he allowed me to be involved in, in kind of shadowing him on the process.
3: Could you do me a favor?
6: Depends on what
3: it is. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. The next time you're directing a television show or a movie or a play or whatever, Mm -hmm. just once. And and could you record it and send it to me, too? That would be great. Just once, I want to hear you go, my God, that was horrible. What do you think? Uh, I'll try
6: my best. (laughs) She doesn't
4: Doesn't doesn't sound like you both. No, she doesn't seem like the type of person that's going (laughs) to just...
3: Out her cast, no. I suppose. No,
6: it, I would just do that about myself.
3: Oh, look at that little hum, humility there. That's a good thing. You're being humble. Well, um,
6: I'm a Virgo. I don't know what that means to you, but we're perfectionists. So, Virgos are. For better.
3: Okay, yeah. Laura, you gotta help me. You gotta help me out because I'm a Scorpio. Is that a bad thing?
6: No, Scorpio is good. I don't know a oh, lot it, about all the other signs. But I know that Scorpio is good. You're fiery and and uh, scrappy.
3: I'm fiery. Now, you, yeah, you right? said, as you grew up... Now, when was the first time you appeared? Uh, when was the first time you acted? How old were you?
6: Um, Gosh, I would say probably 12 was my... I, I started out doing background work in Canada and commercials. Okay. And then, like, my first lead... Speaking role was that show Goosebumps back in the day? Do you remember that? I love that show. Nice. Yeah, so I did three of those, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then I did a Disney movie, and then things started to pick up. But uh, like 12 or 13 would be when it really started getting going.
3: Did the director come to you and say, Laura, we want to hire you because you don't look anything like a monster? Is that why he hired you?
6: No, I think uh, at the
4: time, I just did the audition, and for whatever reason, they were like, we'll give her a shot. Yeah. Well, that's nice. And I would say, speaking of some of your earlier work, once Tom said you were being on the show today, I did like looked you up, and I was like, oh, she looks very familiar. And then I realized that you were in one of my favorite TV shows, White Collar, with Matt Bomer, Tim Dekay, yeah. like Tiffany Thieson. Great how, show. How was it being on yeah. that show? Was it as fun to be on it as it was to watch
6: for sure yeah um so they shot it in new york and shooting in new york is just magic and matt Bomer and i like our first scene was <laughs> we had to make out Ooh. um so that was a fun first day for me uh and, and the <laughs> cast and crew were great it was like you know very high end we were shooting in a very wealthy apartment in limos and galas, um, my character was a wealthy woman, um, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun, and Jeff King, who was one of the producers on that, I'd known him from back in the day, I did a movie with Stone Cold Steve Austin called Damage, and he directed that, and then he remembered me and wanted me to come on White Collar, so it was I was grateful to do
3: it. It is a great show. You guys are right about that. I know we've had you for your eight minutes, so I, I, I'm one of those kind of guys that brings that up because I don't want to run over time. Uh, Laura Van Bort, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Black Bags, now on Google Play and Amazon Prime. Laura, you're a terrific guest. Come back soon, please. I would love that.
6: Thank you so much. And, yeah, everyone check out Black Bags. And uh, thanks for your time today, guys. Appreciate it.
3: Thank, thank you for your time. We will check out Black Bags. No question about that. Um, honest to God, she you look at her and you go, Oh, she's from Minnesota. Do yeah. you guys see her picture? Yeah, she she definitely has that
4: midwestern look to her. <laughs> yeah. For sure. She, does. she could fit in. She could walk by on the street and be like, Yeah, she
3: fits right in. I don't know. She's right now. She's directing Brittany to cough, which I don't really appreciate. Brittany's yeah. been dying in this studio. It's fine, you guys. Since I've gotten you. you
0: guys,
4: it's fine. Every I'm
2: thriving. I'm thirty, yeah. flirty, and thriving. Okay. I, I get a bonus for how many times oh, I had to God. turn your mic I off in the last three she's,
4: days. She's frantically just waves at Rudy as <laughs> she's about to do right, and now. right now. Yep, <laughs> and cough. <laughs> Listen. All right,
3: we better let him go. What? Yeah, I'm go so
1: sorry. I'd like to formally apologize to anybody who was affected by my coffee. Also, somebody please just pet my face and tell me I'm a good kid. I feel mm. sick. I got to go.
3: Boy, look at the time. We'd love to stick around, but we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Bye,
1: Tom. Bye.